Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hello, and here I am again with another episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. And this is the second episode that I'm doing on Christmas when you're in recovery from an eating disorder. Yes, absolutely. Everybody with an eating disorder's favourite time of year is Christmas, isn't it? I don't think so. So yeah, I know Christmas is an incredibly stressful time of year, often for people with eating disorders or in recovery from eating disorders, and I'm not making light of that. But the last episode I released was about why Christmas can be so difficult when you have an eating disorder, and my reflections on my experiences of Christmas when I had an eating disorder and in recovery. So once again then, this podcast episode is predominantly me talking about Christmas, but I am releasing it now, hopefully just in time for Thanksgiving this week. And I know that others listening might have other big celebrations like Hanukkah coming up as well. Or you might be listening to this episode at some point next year when you're about to have another big celebration that you do celebrate, like maybe Diwali or Ramadan or any other celebrations that are really relevant to you. So where I talk about Christmas in this episode, feel free to replace the word Christmas with the event that is relevant to you. Because in this episode, I'm going to talk about some tips on how to cope with Christmas or, as I say, with any big celebration when you're in recovery from an eating disorder. And so these tips can be applied to any big celebration, any big family gathering, any big event that you are freaking out about or your eating disorder is freaking out about. Before I move on and I launch into some of the tips that I'm going to give you on how to cope with Christmas, just a quick thing. In this episode, I am not going to tell you, as so many very nicey-feely people probably will, that you should just do what you feel you can this year and just make Christmas not about the food. And I know that people who give that advice, they do so from a good place. They do so with well-meaning in their hearts, but they're also, without even realising they're doing it, giving permission to your eating disorder to thrive. And I'm sorry, but that's not the side of recovery that I come down on. Because if you are listening to this episode, then I assume that you are in recovery from an eating disorder or you want to be in recovery. And that means pushing into things that might feel hard and then finding out that when you do push into them, they're not as hard as your brain told you they were going to be. And recovery is most definitely about food and about eating. So my advice, for what it's worth, is to say, make this Christmas about the food. Make it about resting and doing the things that scare you 
but that will ultimately liberate you and lead you to that recovered and free life. Just to get that bit out of the way, I'm going to now give you some ways in which you might be able to make this Christmas a recovery positive one. First of all, what I'd say and what I'd recommend is that you visualize the future you want that is free of an eating disorder. Because this Christmas might feel hard and crappy and you might want all this Christmas ho-ho-ho-ness to be long gone and a dim and distant memory. But your future could be so different and so much better if you really keep going into your recovery right now. So really try and close your eyes and imagine yourself in a year or two from now recovered and free. What is your life like? Who is there with you? What are you actually doing and how are you feeling? Make that image of you being recovered and free real and positive and use it as motivation now to push yourself into all the things that you can do to make that future yours. And that will be by eating and resting from this moment, which of course includes this Christmas. Then when you've motivated yourself that you really want recovery and you really want that recovered and free life, make an absolute decision that you will eat big. And by big, I mean non-stop wherever possible. You will rest big. And again, that means non-stop, not going on that walk or not being the helpful one in the kitchen. And find all the ways you can to have fun. When you are absolutely decided and committed that that is what you are going to do, no matter what, then the anxiety you've got about Christmas and about the food you might have to face or the resting you might have to do will reduce because the anxiety frequently comes from the mental gymnastics you keep engaging in over the, will I eat this? When will I fit in my movement? How can I make sure I don't eat too much? Don't engage in the mind games. Be determined that you are going to do Christmas in as big a way as you can and do it. Don't think about tomorrow or next week. They're not here yet. They're irrelevant. You can work all that out when you get there. Just be determined that right now you are doing Christmas properly. And when the inevitable emotions come up about the fact that you might be facing another Christmas or New Year still being sick, Allow yourself to feel it, cry if you need to, and then decide that yes, you've had a raw deal of life. You've had a shitty deal in life, but you are able to change that and you can change that from now. And then get on with enjoying the food and get on with enjoying resting your body today. And that's where I go back to the earlier point about committing to the fact that you are going to eat big and rest big right now. And if you do get any painful emotions that start to come up as a result of reflecting on your past or from frustration that another year has gone by and you're still sick, then use that as motivation to make your life different. Again, starting from now. 
And when it comes to emotions, the other thing I need to say is that it's to be expected that emotions, whether they're in relation to Christmas or other things, might well be stirred up when you do start to eat and rest more. Because recovery action will sooner or later lead to feeling things that you usually numb with the eating disordered behaviors. So if you are beginning to experience a range of difficult emotions that come bubbling to the surface, let yourself feel them. Cry and begin to actually process through them rather than blocking them again by restriction or exercise. The good news is that as you keep going, not only do you experience the less positive emotions again as you go through recovery, but you also experience real positive emotions and genuine laughter again too. And that makes it all so worthwhile in the long run. So hang on in there when the emotions start bubbling up. Just sit through them. They're not going to kill you. And you can survive this and you will get through this. When it comes to Christmas then, the next point I would say would be to decide who you want to spend Christmas with and what situations you will gain most pleasure, support and good times from. For some of you, that might be with your nearest and dearest, aiming to eat and rest more than any of them and enjoying being part of your family unit and the celebrations that you're all having. For others, it might be being with a friend or other support person who's happy to spend the time with you or who's happy to invite you into their festivities. And for some of you, it might be spending the time on your own, but giving yourself the green light to let all the eating disordered routines and habits go and allow yourself to buy as many good festive foods as you can find and eat the lot of them while you cuddle up on a couch with rubbishy Christmas films or a good book. And for those of you who do have trauma from your past related to your family or even related to past Christmases, then please, please do what you need to do around this. And that might mean avoiding situations or avoiding certain people, especially if you do have genuine past trauma and you haven't worked through that trauma with a professional yet. But please note with this point that with this, I am talking to people with genuine past trauma, not to those of you who just want to avoid situations or actually where your eating disorder just wants to avoid situations in which they're slightly anxiety provoking. The next thing when it comes to Christmas to talk about is alcohol. Alcohol is of course often a big feature at Christmas and that's something you have to know what's true for you with what you do in relation to alcohol over Christmas. Because some people with eating disorders, they might find that a glass of wine or another alcoholic drink can help them lower their inhibitions and anxieties around eating and relaxing a bit more. So if it helps on this occasion, then why not have a drink? A lot of people also have a fear of liquid calories and that includes alcohol. So they tell themselves and they tell others that they don't drink, but actually it's just because they're scared of the calories and the alcohol. And if that's you, but deep down you do really want to join others in a drink, then this is the time to do so. Because after all, you are committed 
to letting any mind games or restriction go. So I think you know that you need to have a glass of something if you're scared of it. For others though, it might be that you have a history of using alcohol instead of eating, or a history of alcoholism, or only allowing yourself to eat when you've had a drink first. And that's when you really need to know yourself and you really need to do what's right for you when it comes to alcohol this Christmas. The next big thing when it comes to Christmas is around family and those comments. Because yes, if you are going to spend the day with great aunt Ethel and that second cousin who is into fitness and whatever the latest diet craze is, then you might be faced with a day or a couple of days of diet talk or comments on your eating or your weight. That's life. It's absolutely shitty when you are trying to recover from an eating disorder, but some people are never going to understand. And all we can do is accept that they are going to say or do what they are going to say or do. And it might seem insensitive or it might make your eating disordered brain go a bit crazy, but this is where practicing the feck it mindset is going to come in. And for your eating disorder recovery to progress and for it to last, you need that feck it mindset to be a strong feature for you. So now is a good time to introduce it if you haven't already. Therefore, if you do get comments over Christmas that, oh, aren't you looking well, dear? Or, hmm, you gained a bit of weight. You can either choose to just ignore them, because why should you respond? Or you could reply with something sassy like, yep, I have gained weight, and actually I plan to gain a lot more. Because the eating disorder I've had for the past X number of years nearly killed me. And I think that allowing my body to be healthy and at a happy weight is preferable, don't you? Or if that Jim Cray's second cousin does decide that she's going to talk about her diet or how many workouts she's done before breakfast, just face up to her and keep putting roast potatoes and mince pies in your mouth. I think we all know that she's hungry and she's miserable with her lifestyle, so it's very likely that she's going to be pretty darn envious of your newfound ability to eat and relax. The next thing I'm going to tell you is not to be a martyr this Christmas. Most people with eating disorders at Christmas can use the martyr card as a way to let the eating disorder get its way and look like they are being selfless when they do. Let's face it, anyone who has not had an eating disorder just doesn't realize that all these helpful things you are doing are all part of your illness. And by this I mean always being the one to prepare, or should I say control, the food. Being the one to take the plates in and out and wash up, which I think we know are excuses to be away from the pressure to eat the food and an excuse to keep standing and moving. Volunteering to take the dog for a walk or maybe to play with any children who might be there because of your pesky exercise compulsions. Or even aside from family events, volunteering to work that day in your paid job or a voluntary role. I did that for a few years with the eating disorder as it meant I could stay in my safe feeling, disordered bubble of routine and eating my same restricted foods all the way through Christmas. 
and I've got to tell you, it was bloody miserable. Notice when you're doing things to be helpful that are actually all part of the illness wanting the upper hand and decide instead this year to be what might feel selfish to you in the moment but will be the most selfless thing you can do and that is let others do all the preparations and running about and you sit and eat and sit and eat and sit and eat some more. Because if you do that this Christmas and let recovery happen for you in the coming 12 months or so, then next Christmas could look and feel very different for you, for your family, and could mean that you might really be able to give back next year in a meaningful way. So it might feel selfish, but you sitting and eating and letting others do all the stuff is the most selfless thing you can do this year. For any of you not in recovery yet, use this Christmas period as an ideal time not to put off recovery because Christmas is too stressful and pressured, which your disordered brain will I'm sure be telling you, but actually to kickstart your recovery in a real and a meaningful way. A heck of a lot of people without eating disorders spend Christmas in the very manner that you need to for recovery. And by that I mean eating a lot of food, resting, watching TV, and just spending days and days and days on end like that. Surely, therefore, this is an ideal time for you to get in the groove of recovery action and make it your new normal until you are recovered and done. There's no reason why you need to wait until after Christmas to start recovery. Start it right now. Get in that groove. And for those of you in recovery but still not really committed to eating unrestrictedly, perhaps you're still eating to a meal plan or a routine and you still won't let yourself go above this because it's already more than you were eating, then use this Christmas as the perfect time to finally break all that ongoing restriction and anxiety over changing your eating routines and do it. You won't ever fully recover until you do no matter how much more food your planned approach is to what you were eating before. And if you're in recovery but you're still going for those compulsive walks or even still doing some formal exercise or still standing when you should be sitting, even if it's less movement than you were doing or you're telling yourself it's okay because you're eating more, use this Christmas to sit the feck down and break all those ongoing compulsions because again, you won't recover until you do, and what better time to start? The next tip I'm going to give you, and this relates to an earlier podcast episode I put out about making your rewiring more lasting and more meaningful by using positivity. So I would say this Christmas, choose to be positive about the food and what you're eating and choose to be positive about sitting and resting because that's really going to aid your rewiring process in your recovery. And to know more and understand more about that and how it works, please have a listen to that earlier episode on positivity and how it does support rewiring when you're in recovery. And in addition to making this Christmas about the food and about resting and deciding to be positive about those things, Also take the other good things that you like about Christmas and allow yourself to enjoy them. Whether that's the Christmas lights, whether it's the music, 
whether it's going and soaking up some Christmas spirit and atmosphere somewhere with others around you, or whether it's engaging in some of those old childhood traditions that you might have. Really let yourself get into the Christmas festivities and enjoy them. And when it does come to Christmas food, can you perhaps remember some of the childhood favourites you had at Christmas time each year in the past that you've perhaps avoided since the eating disorder struck? I'd say now is the time to bring those childhood favourites back, no matter how silly they might seem, and forget any fear and anxiety you might have about eating them. Just let yourself eat them and enjoy them again. With eating disorders, the other big thing that many people experience is a big fear about money and money spending. And that comes when you're still in that scarcity mindset because you've been through that long period of restriction and you're still experiencing ongoing energy deficit. A lot of people with eating disorders find it very, very hard to spend money and it's another thing you have to work on in your recovery. So this Christmas really aim to beat this. Spend on others, spend on yourself. Buy foods that your brain might be saying are too much when it comes to how expensive they are and let yourself be less of a Scrooge this year. Now, I do know that there is also a cost of living crisis in a lot of the world right now and I'm not telling you to spend more than you can actually afford. But I am saying be very, very honest about what you can afford. Then set yourself a minimum amount that you will spend this year on food and set another minimum amount you are going to spend on gifts for others and for yourself. And make sure you spend every last penny to prove to your brain that the anxiety over doing so is just not grounded. And over the Christmas period, notice any resistance that comes up to whatever it is. It might be a social engagement. It might be eating more food, sitting down, spending a bit more dosh. As soon as you notice your brain saying, oh, well, perhaps just do this for now. Or, no, I don't think that is such a good idea after all. Because of this very convincing bullshit reason I'm about to give you. Notice that resistance in your thoughts and do the opposite to what it's telling you. When you notice the resistance with anxiety starting to rise, where you might be feeling a bit shaky, you might be wanting to move about a bit more, you might start to be feeling a bit more irritable, maybe your heart's quickening, or whatever other symptoms you're getting, then stop. Use the tools in my podcast episode on managing a fear response in recovery, and then use those tools, get through that fear response, and proceed with whatever it was that created this resistance and this anxiety in the first instance. Get on and face it in a calmer way, or even with a bit more excitement about the fact that you're about to do so. And speaking of excitement, you can also choose to see this Christmas, not as something to fear and get worked up about in a huge ball of anxiety, but as something to actually be excited about. There is absolutely no reason at all you can't be excited about Christmas this year. You are a free person. You are allowed to eat all you want to eat this year, 
whenever you want with no rules about it and you are allowed to rest and relax. That's quite exciting if you allow it to be. And I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, yes, but you haven't mentioned weight gain yet. I am scared about the weight gain. Won't I just balloon into this huge, huge blob if I do let myself go this Christmas and if I do eat all the good foods and I do rest and I do all the things that you've just said that we should be doing? Surely then I'm just going to gain 600 pounds overnight. Yep, those fears of weight gain, they are going to come, aren't they? All those thoughts that everyone knows that everyone gains weight over Christmas and comments at the table that I'm going to have to be good after all this. You know the fear of weight gain will be there because you have an eating disorder. You know you will be hypersensitive to the throwaway comments about diets after Christmas because you have an eating disorder. And that eating disorder is the very reason you have to keep eating and keep resting and get recovered even if that does mean weight gain for you. You're not going to gain 600 pounds overnight. But yes, you might gain some weight. But if you do gain weight this Christmas, it's because your body needed to. So this is when you choose to actively pursue weight gain and embrace it, if that's what it takes. And not let those fears of gaining weight derail you because when you do gain a bit of weight and your life is a hundred times better than it is now, you really will wonder what you're ever scared of. Another great tool in recovery is curiosity. Adopt a curious mindset as a means to make those big changes with your eating and not engaging in disordered behaviors. So say to yourself, I wonder how this year might be different if I did just dive in to all the food and all the good Christmas experiences. I wonder what might happen. The only way to find out is to do it and see. And when it comes to support this Christmas, find out just how much people do want to support you. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, it might be that as you eat more, rest more, and allow yourself to push against the eating disorder, that difficult emotions will come through, or you might just need some reassurance and support if your brain really does start to kick back. And this is when you need to use people for support, because there are people out there who can and will support you if you let them. And that might be family or friends you seek support from. It might be a coach, it might be a health professional, or perhaps even a helpline that you call. There's plenty of support out there, find it. Use people for support and use people to share and celebrate your inevitable recovery wins with as well. But when you do seek people for support, don't expect others to always say and do the right thing, even if you've asked them for that support or tried to educate them about your recovery process. People without eating disorders will never really get it because unless you've been there, you can't. And no one is a mind reader either. Nobody can know what the very thing is that you need them to say at that moment in time. So don't get mad at them for not always getting their support right as ultimately this is your recovery. It's not their recovery. And it's your job to take control of your recovery and own it. 
I strongly believe that recovery doesn't happen until the person in recovery starts to take ownership of those decisions of what they will do for their recovery freedom and put in the action no matter what. Not always having to rely on others to tell them what to do or to say the right thing. Therefore, take ownership right now of that decision that you're going to eat your way to recovery this Christmas and into your full, free and fabulous future life despite what others say or think, and then do it. But still use support from other people for that hug, for some cheerleading, and a bit of reassurance from time to time, because that support is still important. And ultimately, remind yourself that in recovery, you should be eating, resting, and living like many people do on Christmas Day anyway. Therefore, leading up to the Christmas period, Practice each and every day how you want to be eating and resting when it does come, so that when it does, your brain sees eating a lot of food and relaxing as just something that you do. And actually, it is okay. After all, in recovery, it's what you need to do every day until you're recovered. So get eating, sitting, resting. Start now. Do it all through Christmas. Do it until you're recovered. And before I conclude this episode, I also want to add a serious point. I absolutely know that Christmas time or other big events in the year that serve as annual markers can be hard when you have an eating disorder and that they can make depression symptoms worse for some. I do know that. I have been there. So if you are struggling with low mood, with suicidal thoughts, or if you don't feel safe or stable in other ways this year, then please, please seek support immediately. Whether that's from your GP, emergency services, other health professionals, whether you open up and talk to a family member, a friend, a coach, or call a helpline that's available in your country. Whatever you do do, please don't suffer in isolation and reach out for help. So finally then, I really hope that there's something in this episode that's going to make Christmas a little bit more manageable for you and help you to get through it when you're in recovery from your eating disorder. And hopefully not just get through it, but actually enjoy it. I hope you have a good Christmas this year. Just be determined to make this season different because I do have every confidence that you can And that if you really keep pushing into your recovery, this Christmas can be different. And next Christmas will be like nothing you've experienced before in really great and meaningful ways. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about me, you'll find me on hellybarnes.com. And otherwise, I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.